got the hype man. <laughs> <laughs> There we go. Yo, 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 yo. It's the Panthers yeah, yeah. team from a good M. Mac and E. What's going on? M. What up, what up, what up, what up, what up? Glad you could make it. Me and you both, sir. Yeah, what was going on? Yeah, Having some technical difficulties? You already know. You already <laughs> know. Man. Technology, Apple, charges, batteries. You know, ah, yeah, all yeah. That, all that, man. I mean, it's crazy. The the famous dead battery. They always they always try to stop the greatness, man. No matter what. Always, we always. You know what I'm saying? But we overcome that though. It's uh speed bumps in the road. We don't even feel them. We driving to H two. Exactly. So what we got on the agenda for today? Uh, well, y'all did the uh, good old running backs last time. You know what I'm saying? When I was over in La La Land. Slumsky, Slumsky, huh? Yeah. <laughs> before, yeah, but I think y'all should go ahead and talk about the Mahomes thing before we get uh, get a little too far ahead of ourselves. You know what I'm saying? We're already like two weeks behind on that. So I mean, it's a it's a different contract. I'll just hop right in. It's a different contract. Yeah, it's like almost half a billion, half a billion, but not. I mean, not a lot of it is guaranteed. I mean, yeah, yeah, he just has to make the roster to get some of those bonuses, but they could easily cut him, and he doesn't see but half of that, maybe, uh, which is still good. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, but it's not as lucrative. Like, you know what I mean? It's just not as sweet as it looks because you no. still, you still have to, a lot has to go his way for him to see that $500 million. A hundred, $150 million is guaranteed, though, right? Yeah, I don't. I don't know that for a fact either. Yeah, but I, I would say, uh, no matter what's guaranteed, what's not guaranteed, like even what, like how you said they got the out the team does, where they can cut them. Yeah. Um, I think that would work out to his favor to some degree. You know what I'm saying? Well, yeah, because he could go get another contract. Not even just that, but like some of his uh, clauses are like if they cut him, they still got to pay him anyway. You know what I'm saying? Like, he has buyout clauses. You know what I'm saying? His lawyer, his lawyer's got the job that day. Like, overall, right? his agent, I'm sorry. You know what I mean? The agent is negotiating. But I think he did a good job overall. Um, not only just securing his uh, future, his financial future, but getting him paid, like, right now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, no, that's true. Yeah, I think because either, either way, uh, Later on down the road, he's still going to be making more than every quarterback in the game, you know. And even if they cut him, they'll be paying him more than every quarterback in the game to not be on their team. I mean, that's still up for debate down the road. I hear what you're saying, but I think that uh, Lamar Jackson may have some things to say about that. And possibly, you know, you never know about Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields. However, you know what I'm saying, like they pan out in the league. So I think like I mean, know, shoot, I think Dak wants something to say about that right now. Yeah, but, but yeah, but Dak, Dak is gonna he Dak needs to get money, but I don't think Dak needs to be in the same atmosphere. Well, as, nah, as I mean, Mahomes has been what MVP and a Super Bowl champion. Like, heck, no, they're not in the same category. Right. So you think about Lamar Jackson with the MVP already. Right. Let's say he, him, and uh, Pat Mahomes swap positions. Uh, you know okay, so he went. Like, Lamar wins the Super Bowl this year. Yeah, yeah. Does he get a five hundred million dollar contract next year? I mean, you know I think Mahomes was the prime candidate to, to do that and set the market for everybody. He makes a good case for it. I mean, he's doing the same exact thing that Patrick Mahomes did. No, I agree. I agree. Yeah. But uh, you got to look at it like this: like, are you gonna take a quarterback? that hasn't won or hasn't done anything like Dak Prescott. You know what I'm saying? Again, yeah. you, you haven't earned it to say that you're in the same stratosphere as somebody like Pat Mahomes. Um, to to give him that kind of money is, like, absurd because you haven't done anything to prove that. So I can't, I can't go off of that um, as far as Dak's concerned. Lamar has a shot 
at going towards that route, but he's got to finish the job. No, I feel right. you. Well, I guess yeah. the question is yeah, that's I, that's I gotta, a, yeah, that's the same thing Patrick had to do. I got a question for y'all. Who was the last team to win the Super Bowl with a quote unquote game manager as a quarterback though? Joe Flacco. Uh, ah, he balled that, that playoffs though. Yeah, that playoffs, but in that Super Bowl and even that year going into that season, it was the defense, quote unquote. That was carrying the team. Nah, yeah. I feel you on that. Flacco was Flacco was kind of holding them back to some degree. Like you know, I everybody was saying he was an interchangeable piece. Um, you know, and again, like you said, the games leading up to it, he happened to show up in the actual Super Bowl. He had a decent game, but it was really the receivers like Jacoby uh, Jacoby Jones that uh, that made the big return for a touchdown, and he had the big reception for a touchdown. Even though Joe. Flacco was the guy that threw the ball, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, nah, I, I feel you on that. Um, I guess he's more, for me, he's a higher level. Like, I would take him over Trent Dilfer if we're talking about game managers. Like, prime for prime. Um, but I guess who who were after Trent Dilfer? Uh, I mean, honestly, you can even go as – as early as Nick Foles, really. Like, you gotta go back that far. <laughs> yeah. No, nah, uh, truth be told. I feel you. I feel you. Truth be told, Nick Foles isn't a wild guy. He's not somebody that. No, nah, he's not. He takes care know. of the ball and manages the game for you. Yeah, and he, and he he played a good game in the Super Bowl and got the job done. And look mm-hmm. what it did for his contract. Yeah, you know? yeah, true. Speaking of Nick Foles, that's your quarterback there, uh, Chicago fan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. About yeah. That. Maybe we'll, see, we'll see what happens. That might make Trubisky better. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. Yeah, I mean competition. Uh, you know what competition does for you. So it, it could. I'm not. I'm. I'm not giving up on Mitch. Nor will I have my fantasy team this year. But I'm not giving up on him just because. No, but gotta, you you can stand to learn something too. Yeah, I guess the method with my madness by saying that is when we talk about dollars and cents when it comes to quarterbacks. I guess that position is like the end-all be-all for all the sports teams. I mean, and yeah. especially in the NFL, that position holds so much value yeah. that it's like if you don't have a promising person in that position, your team won't fare well at all. Right. I mean, we can look at a lot of teams right now. Can you name a team right now that's that's actually doing good with a average quarterback? Um, Tennessee. Right. <laughs> I mean, yeah. are, are we going to – I mean, but honestly, look at that, though. In Tannehill, like – Look at the look at the situations he's been put in, you know, compared to Patrick Mahomes. Now, will you say that Patrick Mahomes, like his weapons and everything else, you know, name another team that has just as many weapons as what they have? Who Patrick Mahomes? Patrick Mahomes and and like Kansas City, like on offense, like what another team has that type of like, you know, I'm saying just shut down uh, core as far as like. Receivers and I would say Tampa know, Bay now they should. Yeah. Um, I mean, even um, with their running back situation, Baltimore, Baltimore, Baltimore's receiving core mm. is on par with Kansas. Yeah, City. I don't know. I don't know yeah, if I can say that. No, not, not all the way on par. Yeah, I'm tough. not doing that. Yeah, that's tough. No, you're right, Mac. I mean, again, they're they're a tough, tough little squad. You know what I'm saying? I mean, and Patrick Mahomes at the helm, but. Look, I look at it like this. Ultimately, you're paying for Super Bowls, all right? You're paying these quarterbacks, and you want them to win bowls. Like, Pat Mahomes did it. The guys that got paid before him, um, all with the exception, I think, of Kirk Cousins, have done it, you know, or they've at least got to it. You look at, like, Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan just got paid recently. Um, He got to it. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. Garoppolo got paid recently. He got to it. Um, well, he got paid before he got to it, though. No, but but it, which he justified that. By no, I feel that, you. you know? I feel but, you. But even even with so, like I said, like Kirk Cousins got um, got money. He didn't do nothing either, you know. <laughs> but um, I mean, when you give these guys the opportunity, even after. Uh, whether they you give it to them after they do what they do or before they do what they do, like those are the type of guys you want to reflect on your franchise as far as who your quarterback is and are you winning or not. Yeah. Well, let me ask. Let me pose this question. We might not know this off the top of our heads, but who was the last quarterback or team to win with a high-paid quarterback? 
New York, the Giants, Eli. Eli. Was Eli? How much was he making? Shit. Eli was the one that broke the barrier with that when he got that contract after winning that first time. I want to say he was making like he got like a, a seven or eight year deal for like a hundred or something mil, something crazy. So you said five. He, was getting, he he got paid a, a good deal of money after oh, that okay. first uh, that first Super Bowl when they beat. I mean, they beat the Patriots. So yeah, yeah, only, yeah, I remember that. Um, so how long ago I, was that? Shit. Um, I'm not really sure. I got to look that one up. I want to say, wasn't that like 2008 or nine or something like that? So 12 years ago? Yeah. yeah. Over a decade ago. Mm. It's kind of so crazy I, when you I, think about that. It is. It is. Um, so I don't know if that's the formula either. Well, look. What? You need, like, you need 12 you years that, in your season? Huh? No, I'm sorry. Uh, with you saying that, uh, you got to look at the opposite side of it. Like Russell Wilson, he won it on his rookie deal. Yeah. Uh, Pat Mahomes won it on his rookie deal. Yeah. Like these are guys that were getting away with it. Like teams that were getting away with it, taking advantage of these nah. uh, great quarterbacks on rookie deal. Even Philly, Philly got to it on Carson Wentz's rookie deal. No. Nah. Yeah. You could- and I yeah. understand that. And I, I, by all means, like get paid. Like it's your, you deserve a contract after that. I'm just saying, like team wise, right? If you overpay yeah. the quarterback, do you really win that way either? His 16 year career, Adam. He he's got what two Super Bowls? He's made 232 million dollars from the Giants. Wow. Yeah, I mean that's wow. but, but that's worth it though. I think. Yeah, that's for for them for sure. I think that's worth it. So so look with that Mahomes. Do you think Mahomes has to justify with one or two more bowls after what he's already done? She got to get three or four more. Three or well, four, really? With what he's already done, if he just really – if he gets back he one, get more, one time, more he's good. Yeah, if he gets one more, he's definitely good. Yeah, he but doesn't then, do anything else. I mean, I mean, think about what he's done for Kansas City. When was the last time they won a Super Bowl? Never. It, at this point – The way that they're paying this guy, in my opinion, is that you're paying them – to establish, help you establish a dynasty. And so the thing is, is when you think about a dynasty compared to like all these other franchises, the, the 49ers and, the, and the, the Cowboys and the, the Patriots of the world, you have to win multiple championships. Because, you know what I'm saying? Like, if he wins a second Super Bowl, like, really, what, besides his MVP, what really, in the stats, what really, you know, pushes him away from Eli? So what's, his, what's, so what's the cap? Three? Nah, I would think that nah, have to, nah, nah, I don't agree with that. Cause I don't either. Yeah, I, I, I think I think he's already again, pushing I'm all about, away from me. I'm all about winning. Y'all already know me. I solidify everything I do. All right, but my man Aaron Rodgers had he's had a 15 year career at this point. I think. Mm-hmm. No, I think he came in the league 05. He didn't start to like 08. I think he won it either 09 or 010, something like that. But you you got one bowl out of your whole illustrious career, and we still regard him as like one of the best we've ever seen. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So we know how difficult it is yeah. to win one. Uh, when we when we talk about individuals and what they accomplish, you know, at their at their positions and at their peak compared to their peers and stuff like that, I don't think Pat Mahomes has much more to do to solidify that contract. But I mean, that's what. But it's it's what the public receives you as. You got to look at it like this. You know, and of all the sports and everything with like music, whatever you want to call it, when someone says that, you know, what I'm saying you're the you're the blank of what you do. Typically, they say that you're the Michael Jordan of baseball or that you're the Michael Jordan of music. You know, what I'm saying because we still we look at Michael Jordan as being like the greatest of all time in all of sport. Correct. Right. So you got a lot of people saying that Patrick Mahomes is the next coming of Michael Jordan from the NFL. Okay. So that's a lot of that's I mean, I'm telling you, that's a lot of, you know, well I mean if that's the reputation he's trying to uphold, then yeah, he would at least have to win three more. Um, that's I, what think, I, said. I think I think uh the NFL is different than the NBA. I think it's harder to win in the NFL than it is the NBA. Definitely. Um just because there's more players you have to depend on for a play to go right and all of that good crap. Um yeah. But I feel you on that, but it's hard. I can I can argue with that too. Nah, because one player can dominate, dude. Like stop you got, it. You got 
You got Brady that has stopped. Yeah, but also if you look at some of Brady's Super Bowls, he's not the one that was winning those games. Like sometimes it was the defense. Sometimes it was Vinatieri kicking field goals. Like it wasn't just him always being a star. Sometimes he had a team around him. Again, that's what's back to my thing. Like Tom Brady wasn't the highest paid quarterback. But right. He was, yeah, but if you take but he Brady, was winning you Super Bowls. Yeah, yo. Even when I just named the people I was named when I said Russell Wilson and Pat Mahomes, all the people in between him was Tom Brady. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so, and he wasn't getting paid full money. You know yeah. So, yeah, so, you're, you're 1 million percent right on that one. I agree. If, if you take Tom Brady out of that equation, are they still winning the Super Bowl, though? Like, are they beating no. the Falcons? No. No. And who, well, who's replacing them? It don't matter. He's that important. No, I don't think that so. Important to the I, so no. if you say A Rod is in those positions, he's losing. I'm not saying if that Peyton Manning A-Rod is in those losing. positions, he's losing. I'm not saying that either. But I'm saying that Tom Brady has solidified himself as a different breed than everybody in the game. And I can't, I can't only, only because of what A Rod and Manning have done, not just against Brady, but against other foes. Like I gotta give Brady the coldest. You know well, what I'm saying? Okay, like, I'm I can't. You... I can't say that they can do. They can do what he can do. Yeah, you know because they they haven't done it against other foes. Not even just going head to head up against him. You know. Well, I'm glad you brought up Brady. So what? Do, does this can this season tarnish his legacy in any way? It can. Oh my gosh, it can. Like, look, bro. You remember Mike went to the Wizards for two years. All right. <laughs> Yeah. Mike went to Wizards for two years. What up, Hendrix? Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's up, Hendrix? But nah, I can't hear y'all. <laughs> uh, uh, it's all good. Um, but yeah, Mike went to the Wizards for two years, bro. Remember, he was riding the bike. That's the image I have of Mike. Retiring. <laughs> okay. Right? Okay. You know what I'm saying? Everybody's like, oh. Man, Michael Jordan was the best. You know, he he went out, he competed. <laughs> da, 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 da. Nah, I remember when he was trying to protect his scoring average because if he'd have played any longer, that scoring average would have went down, and he might be like number three or four on the list. Yeah, that's true. I, I think that's true. Um, I think he was trying to protect that average a little bit. Yeah, yeah, but like you said, I don't think I, – I don't agree that him going to Tampa Bay can tarnish his legacy. Just because of your example you just gave, M-Dot, you know what I'm saying, Michael went to the Wizards and no one, you know, even thought or fathomed that, you know what I'm saying, like, oh, man, this dude is, you know, like, washed or he's trash. Like, no, we still regard him as the best basketball player of all time. Yeah, no, you, you right. weren't able to do that at that point anyway. Yeah. So. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. I think that does make an argument for that. Um, but I just feel like for true fans that actually analyze the game and, and, and see it for what it is, you're going to remember Tom Brady shit in the bed in his final season. You know, if if this is his last year, no matter what team he played for, you're going to remember that. Okay, so what if, yeah, I agree. What if Cam Newton um, takes the Patriots on a deep playoff run? Then what? Oh, that's, that's believable. That's, I believe it. No, bro. I mean, again, it's it's hard to measure that, Adam. Um, you know, up against what we know Tom would have probably done anyway. You know what I'm saying? Like, because uh when you said Aaron Rodgers or you said Peyton Manning, like this is like fantasy type nice stuff. stuff. This is stuff that you think like, oh, those guys would never be Patriots. <laughs> right. You know. But you got a 2015 MVP in uh, Cam Newton that is a Patriot now, you know. So for him to take over for Tom Brady, absolutely, I feel like he's going to pick up the baton and keep them in contention. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, will they will they win the bowl hands down? No, that remains to be seen. We oh, yeah, for sure. How That's... healthy he is. We got to see what the rest of their team looks like and all that stuff. But, again, like, they didn't lose much at that position. When you go from Tom Brady to to uh, Cam Newton, yeah, especially with uh, Tom Brady's numbers last year, they weren't the most impressive of his career. I, th- I start with the, the. Go ahead, easy. I think I think you actually, you know, like you say, you didn't lose anything. I think if anything, you you might have made up and yeah. gained even a little bit more in yeah. what you lost in athleticism and a certain you know facet of the game. 
because Cam Newton's even been quoted as saying is that having them on the team, you can exp- you can expand the playbook now. So yeah, th- there's certain things that we obviously know Tom Brady is just not capable of, which he's attempted to exhibit, and for lack of a better word, hasn't succeeded. Um, and I think that Cam Newton, like you said, if healthy can show us what the Patriots can do with somebody of his level of playing at the helm. Right. Well, I think you do lose accuracy. Yeah. And okay. I think that's a big part of what the Patriots do quarterback-wise. They slice you up. You know, so, I mean, like, I again, all the other stuff you're talking about, like, him running the ball. Well, well, let me ask you this: with this accuracy, like some of those yeah. completions that Tom Brady was making with some like underneath routes to Edelman and whatnot. That's, so, that's, do we think? No, I, I understand. So, do we? We don't think that Cam Newton can make those short throws, or are I'm we more concerned about the longer no, throws? He can do these I'm, that he he can. I'm just saying that he needs to make sure that he hits the throws when the, when the guys are open. You know, and again that. That's something that, like, I'm not going to front. I'm a Cam fan, but, like, he's not the most accurate quarterback okay, okay. to play this football game, you know what I'm saying? I, I think what, Adam, to answer your question, Easy really hit the nail on the head with it, and it was just like to, to, to tarnish Tom Brady's legacy is going to not be of his success but the success of others. So, like, you know, if the Patriots do well and they go deep and they go to the Super Bowl, God forbid, if they win it again, then – I think there's a point where we can all sit back and say, well, damn, you know what I'm saying? Maybe he really wasn't all that good. Maybe it was, you know, the guy in the hoodie the whole time yeah, or, yeah. you know what I'm saying, stuff like that. So, I mean, there's a possibility to look at it in, in, in that light as far as, you know, seeing like how his, you know, his whole career can be tarnished. I think you can't tarnish it anyway. I'm not sure if Brady's going to do the same offense. I'm not sure if he's going to be hitting the same bombs. You know, I, I'm not, I'm not saying that I'm not confident that they won't get open you know, downfield and things like that, well, or even that Tom Brady's not accurate downfield, but I'm not sure that that's going to be the same game. Well, no, and I think that's why I've seen some speculation, at least in the fantasy world, where people are saying, like, that's why Godwin is going to probably be the wide receiver because he runs the underneath routes, the crossing routes, those type of routes. And yeah, but he runs bombs, too. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, but he'll still eat, whereas Mike Evans, if he's not getting those – underneath routes and Tom Brady's not as accurate down the field anymore, like where Mike Evans might not eat as much as Godwin can still eat. Not saying that he won't eat, but I've just seen where uh, Godwin is kind of favored over Evans this year, especially in mock drafts. Yeah, no, I'm definitely taking Godwin over Evans. I mean, shit, you should have took him over Evans this year, really. I mean, I did. You know, um, <laughs> I mean, no, and I know in the League of Kings, he went, Evans, Evans went first, Godwin went in the third, uh, or fourth, I want to say, with David taking him. Um, yeah, I had him and, in my other league that I won. Me too. Me too. I had him in the standard league that I that I won. Um, and I drafted Antonio Brown in that league. Oh, yeah. And, you pulled the LB. Yeah. You pulled the LB. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was still able to get it done. You know, because like I said, I drafted Godwin in, instead of you know some other bum that wasn't performing that receiver. Like, imagine if Antonio Brown was there, I would have walked away with that thing, no problem. Yeah, true. Well, speaking of receivers, is there anybody like that you're drafting first over Michael Thomas? No, not not at all. Okay, not at all. Michael Thomas has got to be the number one targeted receiver. Yeah, right. And the whole draft. Like I mean, like if you're not if you're not doing that, you gotta look at uh him compared to the running backs. Uh yeah. Like, yeah. You know, like like I mean he'll he'll put up the same type of production. Well um, okay. I guess that's probably the better question. What running back are you taking Michael Thomas over? At like what part of that draft are you saying like all right now it's time to take Michael Thomas? Man, that's tough. I mean me personally, again, like I'm a firm believer that if you got a top five pick, you got to take a running back. Yeah, I agree you with that. I agree. Like with that. now, now with that being said, um, I told y'all years ago 
if I ever got a chance to draft Antonio Brown, <laughs> I remember that too. That I was gonna draft him <laughs> and I was gonna slaughter everything. I remember you saying that too. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like and and that's exactly what happened, you know. And I feel like Kent Guard Mike is one of them guys that if you in the top five, you draft him. Where you still you still got a shot, man. You still you like you probably not only made a good money move, you know, but like you're not setting yourself back because you didn't draft one of those running backs instead. Okay. Okay. Well, you might. I mean, because what, what, coming back, what type of running back are you going to be able to get for your one and two at that point? If you're in the top five, it's a I mean, long way back it. up. Nah, think about it. Uh, Derrick Henry was still on the board last year at that point. I, I mean, are people – yeah, I guess in our league, people will be wild, so – Nah, I'm not even going to say that's a people be wilding thing because he was available in a lot of leagues. He didn't go in the first and second round in a lot of leagues. Who, Derrick Henry? Yeah. Oh, he did in my other leagues. I mean, not like just in general, I don't think I don't I see I got to get his ADP up here. Yeah, I don't know. I don't have those numbers right in front of me either. Yeah, but I I feel like uh you know, he like like that was somebody that I targeted that I knew. Yeah. Not just in our league, but I was like, yo, I could get him later on down the road because people are not really looking at him. Even uh, somebody like Josh Jacobs. Um, yo, you know, he's going – I've seen him going, like, if not 12, he's coming on that wraparound right there um, at, like, one or two in the second round. Oh, yeah. No, I can imagine that. Like I said, I mean, like – So, okay, uh, say you got – say you're at, like, number nine or ten. And it's like between like Kenyon Drake or Mike Thomas. Who you taking, bro? That's a no brainer. I'm taking Mike Thomas over Kenyon Drake. Okay. Okay. Any day of the week. Okay. Yeah, that's that's a that's a clear no brainer. Well, where is Kenyon Drake on your list this year? Is he in your top fifteen? Um, like overall or just running running backs? Running backs. Oh, definitely, definitely top fifteen running backs. Definitely (laughs) top ten. Uh top ten is a little tough points okay. wise. Okay. Um, okay. I think somewhere right in between there, maybe maybe eleven or twelve. Um, but no, definitely he is uh he's top of the team. But again, like I'm not taking the number ten running back when I could take the number one or two receiver. No, I feel you, I ain't mad at that. I ain't mad at that. What about you, Mac? Are easy? So, as far as like Michael Thomas being number one, yeah, I agree with that. But you know, what I'm saying I think that you can go a lot of different routes with different receivers. I mean, Michael Thomas, yes, he's going to be that guy, but is his touches as Emmanuel Sanders there? You got to think about that too. So, okay, I mean that's fair. I mean, I think you know, like you know, you laughing and saying Kenny Galladay or whatever, but Kenny Galladay, you know, with uh, you know, a uh, third string uh, practice squad quarterback was, you know, number six overall last year when it came to yeah. being a receiver. As, as, as far as, like, who's a good number two behind it, I think you can go, you know, you can go a lot of different routes, you know. Um, I would probably stay away from Adam Thielen this year because I think that he's going to, you know, not having Stephon Diggs on the other side is really going to hurt him. Somehow, so yeah, really I can see him. Um, You know, Depending on Dwayne Haskins and what he does, I can see Terry McLaurin blowing up. Um, not as a number two behind Michael Thomas, but yeah, you know what I'm saying overall, I think like my safe bet would be like either Julio or Chris Godwin, or um, I'm surprised you haven't said Devonte Adams. Do you think he has a shot to do that? Well, well M dot has schooled me a lot on Devonte Adams and everything else, and I think that Aaron Rodgers is on the decline. So, um, okay, I, but who else does Aaron Rodgers have to throw to? That is true. That is true. She's gonna get the targets. I just feel like his number one always gets the targets. I definitely hear you on that. Um, but like I said, like Devontae Adams definitely up there. Um, you can make a case for Odell. Uh, I can't, I won't. Not- um, <laughs> Well, just because, like, Baker, like, how many – I don't think he has enough balls to go around to get him – to get Odell to number one status. Yeah. That's just my uh, my opinion. No, I think. Because I think with Chubb, they're going to be trying to pound the ball with Kareem Hunt, 
Um, they just signed Austin Hooper. Jarvis Landry's still there. He's going to be in his third year with Baker. You saw how that went last year with Baker and Jarvis Landry. Yeah, Landry's um, a beast, man. That's what I'm saying. So I just don't know if there's enough targets to support OBJ being a number one. Yeah. I think he could get back into the top 10 maybe, um, but I'm not so sure that his ceiling is number one with Baker Mayfield in the group that they have now. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, uh, you know what? Honestly, I didn't even think about this guy because he left or whatever, but honestly – over Julio, my number two before Julio and Kenny would probably be uh, DeAndre Hopkins. Hopkins, yeah, I was going to say him next. Um, with Arizona, yep. yeah, for sure. Yeah. Because Kyler Murray, I think, is going to light it up this yep. year. Yep, definitely. So um, the only thing that scares me there is Larry Can you hear me? Can people hear me? Say, right. Larry yeah, is like the Frank Gore of wide receivers. Like, he ain't going nowhere, no time soon. He's still eating up targets. Right. Like, he he's still putting up decent numbers. Worse um, to be reckoned with. It, it's going to be hard for him to see the targets he saw with um, Houston. I agree. You know another guy to look out for that was up and coming last year that almost got Terry into the damn playoffs? Who? Darius Slayton. Slayton. Yeah. Oh, from the Giants. Yeah, he was actually uh, Daniel Jones liked him. Mm-hmm. Um, you, that's what you're talking about, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Four yeah, years, Daniel Jones had a good rapport with him, especially since all the other wide receivers like Shepard was banged up for most of the season and whatnot. Um wasn't homeboy suspended and he came in late. So yeah, he, he was he definitely built a rapport with Daniel Jones last year. Daniel Dimes, um uh, some people call him. Let me right. ask you a question. Uh, are you guys when it comes to receivers? Is is a um Allen Robinson, is he before the fourth round or after? Allen Robinson, ooh. Man, that's- I, I'll tell you this. Allen Robinson, to me, is a wide receiver number one. Yeah, I agree with that. He's top ten, you know. So, so yeah, if he's in the fourth round, I'm taking yeah, it. Yeah, but, I mean, that's what the difference between uh, Michael Thomas that you're taking with a top five pick, you know, versus uh, uh, Allen Robinson that is, again, a top ten receiver, but you're not taking him – within the first, second, third round. Like, you know, I mean, I don't feel like that's somebody that should go that high. Even though it's, he was going in the second round as early as, like, two years ago, you know? Yeah, no, no. When, um, what is it, with the Jacksonville Jaguars? Yeah. Yeah. I think last year I got him going. in, like, the fifth. Yeah, no, nah, he was definitely slept on last year. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. I mean, I'm looking at it. So, Mike Thomas, okay, in our league, League of Kings, Mike Thomas was the number one receiver. Right. Chris Godwin was the number two receiver. Yeah. My man, Mike Thomas, had 394 points compared to Chris Godwin's, uh, hold up. Chris Godwin had 291. You're talking about 100-point difference between the number one and number two receiver. Yeah. Right? And Chris, and Chris Godwin missed a couple of games. Right. So, I mean, uh, the 394 that Mike Thomas put up was second only the CMC, who put up 497. So, CMC put up a whole 100 points over him. Right. He put up the second most points out of all flex players at number two. And then the running back started coming at Aaron Jones, Ezekiel Elliott, Austin Eckler, Derrick Henry. And those guys put up 320. They still didn't put up nowhere near what Michael Thomas put up. You know, so you can justify taking Mike Thomas with the number one or three pick, bro, for real. Yeah. I feel I feel you. I'm personally not gonna go that route. Um, um, the past couple of 
drafts that have worked well for me has been going running back, running back, and then getting wide receivers. Because like you said, Chris Godwin went, what, in the fourth round? Devontae Parker was up there. He went when, like, late, if he even got drafted at all. Um, So I just think there's other wide receivers you can get because, like, if you don't get Michael Thomas, then, like you said, the fall off is so far. Like, everybody else is kind of together. (laughs) I'm tripping Um, right now, yo. Why do you even bring up Tyree Hill? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Bro, Tyree Hill wasn't up there. But Tyree Hill was injured last year, dude. I know. Uh, was he? Yeah, did he get suspended or injured? Or... A little bit of both. Got injured. Yeah. Injured. yeah, yeah, yeah. He got injured. You know what I'm saying? And again, I'm like Mac. Uh, I wanted to take him in the second round last year, and he was gone before I got him. Hold on, you wanted to say who in the second round? Tyreek Hill. Oh, uh, okay, okay. You know, I was hoping he would lay low enough for me to be able to do that, but uh, that wasn't the case. You know, like he went, I think, like right at the top of the second round. Yeah, Bill took him, and, and I had a number five. I had the number five pick, so yeah, like you said, like he wasn't making it back around to me with me taking a running back. Um, you know, with the number five pick, which I ended up taking David Johnson into. Hmm. You know, so I would have been way better off taking Tyree Kill than David Johnson. You know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I feel you on that. So, I mean, like, the projections are one thing, and and how we think, you know, you're not going to put Devontae Parker up in your top ten just for the hell of it. <laughs> no, I feel you. You right. know what I'm saying? Like, that, that's just somebody you. that happens to ball, and if you don't recognize it on your way to that, then that's where you're not doing your homework, you know? But when you're yeah. drafting, if you drafting Devontae Parker with the number four pick, you know what I'm saying, you know, in, in, your, in your fourth <laughs> round, Everybody's going to look at you crazy, obviously. And then when you justify yourself with him being a top 10 receiver at the end of the season, everybody's still going to be like, but, bro, you could have had X yeah, above this person. Yeah, yeah. So you lift, if you list off your top 10 running backs and we're in a 12-man league and you, you have the 10th, 11th, 12th pick or whatever, and Michael Thomas is still on the board, but, you know, you could squeeze in that number eight or number nine running back, which one are you choosing? Michael Thomas. Okay. That's a proven fact. So you take Michael Me? Thomas over, say like a Nick Chubb. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Again, I, again, bro. If you if like, so Matt, one of the main things about fantasy, you got to learn from your mistakes. You know what I'm saying? If you're looking at this year and last year coming up, this year coming up versus last year, again, anybody that took Michael Thomas, or anybody that did not take Michael Thomas. Uh, instead of taking all those other running backs that you're getting ready to name, like, yeah, you messed up because it was CMC and then Michael Thomas. You know what I'm saying? Those were the one and two that you should have been looking for the entire time. Not Saquon Barkley, not uh, Melvin Gordon, Dalvin Cook, and all these other people. You know, it was it was CMC and Michael Thomas. But, okay, I won last year, right? And you saw what I went. Yeah. I went running back. Heavy, yeah. So that's that's kind of the point I'm getting at. Is like, do you care more about a well balanced team, or do you care more about like the you know the straight superstars and whatnot? Because if you think about well, it, I guess all the- for me, I'll explain why I go running back heavy. I go running back heavy because I think wide receiver is deeper than the running back position is. So when you get that fall off at that running back position, it is a fall off. Yeah and you're not getting much production out of it. Whereas wide receiver, you I'm drafting Terry McLaurin in like the, what, the eighth round? Like, and that is a wide receiver one where you're not going to get a wide – you're not going to get a running back one in the eighth round. Yeah. I agree. Like, that's the only reason why I try to get my running backs out the way because I know I can – the wide receiver position is deeper and I can go scoop one of them. No, I'm not saying I'm not going to get a stud. I usually try to get a decent number one and then kind of take some chances with my two and three. Um, but I, I, my drafting uh, type of strategy is going to try to secure my running back position first. I guess it's kind of hard to, to do all that. I mean, as far as, like, it depends on how the chips fall. Like, you know, if yeah. you have, you know, you know, all the – all the top receivers are available, and then you have those running backs. You like shit. If I don't grab one of them, they're not going to yeah. be there. 
if I go uh-huh. after, you know what I'm saying, a Chris Godwin or Michael Thomas or whoever, you know, whoever the case may be. So it's kind of hard. To even, you can even throw in, like, you know, the whole – well, I mean, there's, like, maybe one or two tight ends that you need to scoop up early. Outside of that, you can wait off for a tight end until, like, later on in the draft. But Yeah, yeah. I, I just I, – I think it's it, – you know, it depends on your league's dynamic on how you, you know, get your points and everything else. But, you know, for the most part, I, I agree with you. Running backs are more scarce than, than receivers, but – you know, it, it just comes at the time is like, you know, you got to weigh the pros and cons of having that stud receiver versus like a, a running back borderline one, two type player. Yeah. All right. So, Adam, let me ask you this then. Hindsight being 2020. Right. You got the number two pick in the, in the draft next year. I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, number two pick in the draft last year. Are you taking um, Mike Thomas over Alvin Kamara? Um, sure, but I'm taking CMC over either of them. Right, but like, if I get hindsight, C- CMC, let's say he's gone. Let's just say he's gone. But I mean, but no, you can't do that. We just did hindsight. <laughs> so I'm saying, who was available at number two? I'm taking CMC over both of them in hindsight. Right, which I mean, again, like I, I you'd be a fool not to. But I'm just saying, like, you got the choice between. Stud receiver, stud running back, and you feel like, like you said, your strategy, you won, obviously. You know, mm-hmm. you went running back, running back. Like, are you sticking with that, knowing that you can get more points with Michael Thomas? But I understand that. I understand that. Um, but Alvin Kamara was a big reason. I agree. I agree. Why I won. Right. But, again, take Alvin Kamara out of every game you played. And plug in Michael Thomas. Do you still win those games? Yeah, for sure. Michael Thomas is putting up numbers consistently, but who's my running back if I don't take Alvin Kamara? Yeah. And so now I got Mike Thomas. So who's my running back in in replace of Alvin Kamara? I mean, let's say you're streaming at that point. For all we know, okay. You know, so let's I'm say, streaming a running back you, in the playoffs. Right, but that's are, not are the you, way to win at all. I mean, I'm asking you. Do you feel like you're still winning? Or I would rather stream a Devontae Parker who you picked up uh, off of free agency than trying to stream a who? I mean, Raheem Morissette, I guess. Right, but this is it. So, I mean, I would have lost. Again, if I would have lost. If I had Raheem Morissette instead of Alvin Kamara, I probably would have lost last year. Again, who knows? Who knows? That is no, you. I mean, so you put in. So you put in Mostar. You say he's in the playoffs, right? Let's do right. that. Let's do that. So Mostar. Da, da, da. Mostar put up 162 points in his last in his playoffs games. Okay, so it's. The first round he put up twenty four point nine. Yeah, yeah, that was a good round. Second round he put up ten point nine. Uh, Third round, he put as, up eleven point three. As your number one, those aren't good numbers. Now, I'm not saying that's your number one. That's your that's your uh that's your streamer. Mike Thomas is your number one. So, so who is my so who's my number one running back? We'll then? go find Devontae Freeman and Josh Jacobs. Let me look at Mike Thomas though. So. Hold up. My bad, the Wi-Fi is getting a little funky. I guess, I guess <laughs> the best so, way to look at it is that you know I see where I see where Adam's coming from as far as like in order to compare this because there's two different positions, so they would have to be swapped out at the flex position, and you know he yeah. would have to have he had you know what I'm saying like a, a a number one and two running back that he was you know what I'm saying like comfortable with or whatever, and then you know the swap out the two or whatever that's how you would have to play it out like that. You know, as far as like trying to figure out which one would be more valuable. Yeah, would... yeah, because I mean, Mike Thomas, he like you said, he was only second to what CMC. So of course, that's you want that on your team, but at what cost? Like I said, now what are your start? Now what are your starting running backs looking like? I mean, it all depends. Like I said, I mean, if you're getting 
premium production out of Mike Thomas, then those 10, 11 points that you're getting from Raheem Mostart, you're fine with that. You know what I'm saying? But So you think that's, a, you think that's enough if you had Mike Thomas? Who had Mike Thomas last year? Zonk. Uh, and he didn't even – you know, make the playoffs. No, all, yeah. all the people that had the top tier players didn't make the playoffs. I had Kelsey, didn't make the playoffs. Uh, Terry had CMC, didn't make the playoffs. No, nah, Terry made the playoffs last year. I beat him in the oh, second round. He made round. the playoffs last year. Okay, then. Yeah. You made the playoffs, and then like Zonk had uh, your boy. But that's what I'm saying. At what cost? What did it cost them to get those players? And is that worth it? I mean, I mean. If this damn Wi-Fi will stop messing around, I'd be able to let you know. <laughs> <laughs> like, who was – so, obviously, Zonk took Mike Thomas kind of high. So, who was his starting running back? His starting running backs last year? Oh, damn. Who? Yeah. I tried to make some trades with him, too. I should know who he had. <sighs> he had Le'Veon Bell and somebody else. See, I don't want Le'Veon as my number one. Yeah. As a number two, I'm cool with that. I don't want Le'Veon as yeah, Le'Veon Bell. And I want to say he had uh, Tariq Cohen. Was Tariq Cohen, rap. yeah. See, that's that's those are your running backs. No, I don't want Michael Thomas at that cost. <laughs> Not at that cost. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right. All right. I, I mean, again, yo, you 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 took it. You got your strategy. So that yeah yeah like I said that's what works for me. You know what I'm saying exactly that makes sense. But I, like I told you before, like with the Antonio Brown, you get Antonio Brown in your team, <laughs> like, if you don't win it, you done squandered something. <laughs> I feel you. Know you. So are you saying that uh, Zonk squandered something since he had Mike with Tom? Absolutely. Oh, okay. Bro, if you, okay. If you took Kamara with the number two overall, right? Like, he took Michael Thomas like freaking. Number like it was it was Michael Thomas and Le'Veon Bell. That's how he went. Yeah. So hold on. He went. Uh, Zonk at six, seven, eight. He was late in the draft. Yeah, he had to be. To be he took Michael, Michael Thomas Tom, at number sixteen at the top of the draft, bro. He absolutely squandered something, bro. Yeah. <laughs> like, so he, he had the number two overall score. Wow. So hold on. You said he took Michael Thomas at sixteen. At six, so who did he take first? He took Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon first. So that means Michael Thomas was sitting until number sixteen. So that means he went. He went to the second round. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. He went back. You seven people. Seven passed on Michael Thomas for Travis Kelsey. I know seven people passed on him for somebody. I went based off of like you know what I what. How many times has Travis Kelsey been on the been on the squad and that person has won the championship? A lot. Yes. <laughs> you pro won with Travis Kelsey. You won with Travis Kelsey. Hell, my wife won with Travis Kelsey. <laughs> so, like, you know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, like, I look at, I played my uh, my my strategy off of that. Like, you know what what guys are are you know going to keep your team afloat and you know be in a position where you don't have to worry about it. Like, I just left Travis Kelsey out there and took him out when he was on a bye week, but I just let him out there to do his thing. And I didn't have to worry about the tight end position. Yeah, no, I feel you. I lucked up getting um, – I drafted Hooper, and then I picked up Andrews off the waiver wire, and I ended up dropping Hooper. And I'm glad I did, actually, because when he got hurt, had I had Hooper instead of Mark Andrews, I would have lost a couple of games. Yeah. Right. But if you – you know, also you can look at it too. If you would have kept Hooper, you probably would have had some bait for other people that need the tight ends. And you could have got you yeah, no, that's true, that's true. But you know, what I'm saying at that point in time, Andrews was killing it for you, so you didn't even need to even like entertain yeah. that. Yeah, I was just like, I'm cool, I'm good. Yeah, he was balling with Andrews at the time. Um, so I don't think we any of us picked the number two consistently. I mean, we said Julio. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I said Julio. I mean, it's. It depends on what side of the bed you wake up or whatever side the coin flips on. Like, Yeah, I feel you. <laughs> Especially with, like, Devontae Adams, um, Hopkins. Like, yeah, I'm going Hopkins. You're going Hopkins number two? Yeah. I ain't mad at it. I ain't mad at it. Um, I'll go, since you went Julio, I'll go Devontae Adams. Um, I, think he'll, I think if he stays healthy this year – 
I think his touchdowns will go up, and I think he'll get the targets and the yardage. Yeah, that's dope. Easy, who you got? For number two? Yeah, behind Michael Thomas, receiver. Uh, Devontae Adams. Okay. Oh, I can't hear easy. Devontae Adams. There you go. I mean, like, you know, so if you right now it sounds like we're trying to build, like, the perfect, in a perfect world, the perfect fantasy squad. So mm. if we can come to, let's see, we start off with, you know, tossing between Saquon and CMC as your two running backs and then Michael Thomas. And then I guess it sounds like Michael Thomas and Devontae Adams, one and two receiver. I mean, I wouldn't be mad at yeah, that's not those bad. two. <laughs> if, you could, if you could freak that somehow, I wouldn't be mad at those two. Like, right. That's not bad. So, in a perfect world, we do Saquon, CMC, Devontae, Michael Thomas. And I guess uh, next week we can dive into, you know what I'm saying, the quarterbacks and tight ends and all that and just keep this thing going. I'm down with that. Yeah, for sure. I'm down with that. Yeah, that's cool. All right. Today we wrapped up wide receivers and we pretty much almost built the almost unstoppable wide receiver stack so far um we'll go ahead and bring it home with or actually we'll go ahead and even take it even further with tight ends um do we want to go defenses as well that day i mean yeah we, we can, can make, we can make it there we can do uh, i think tight ends i think we should do we should save the quarterback as the last piece or whatever because i think that uh, or do y'all want, do y'all yeah, want to talk yeah. that early, y'all want to speak on that earlier no, we can go with that last. Because I think, I yeah, think I like a quarterback, you can definitely, like, you know what I'm saying? We can kill out defense, tight ends, and kickers all in one shot next for the next episode. But I think quarterback is definitely something we can talk about the entire episode. Definitely. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I'm down with that. Yeah. All right. Well, all right, world. Y'all be easy. Y'all yeah, be safe. Sir. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Stay cool. Do your homework. Stay safe. <laughs> yeah, right. Keep my Stay corona free. Let's keep praying yeah, that keep this season draft, go down man. to kick the ball. Get to do they yo, kick the ball and we get that. to see don't, something. Don't show up to your draft not knowing who you're going to take this shit. There's no excuse for it, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, There's no excuse. You got nothing but time, man. Yeah, do some mock drafting. For sure. You should, you should All definitely. All right, y'all. All right, till next time. All right.